Good morning. How's everyone doing today? Good. Welcome to Bethel Community Church. We are so glad that you are here. Today is a special day, and we have something that we want to say to everyone. Okay, you ready? Three. Put the mic up. Ready? You ready? You can't talk. You got to talk into the mic. You ready? Three, two, one. Happy Father's Day! <laughs> He's like, whew, glad that part's over. Uh, this is my son, Cage, and uh, I'm excited to have him up here with me today on this very special day. Uh, but if you are with us for the first time, or maybe you've been checking us out for a little while and you've not filled out a connection card, uh, we would love to connect with you this week. The best way to do that is to go onto our website, mybethel.cc forward slash connect. And uh, we'll gather some information from you. We promise we won't spam you, but we do want to connect with you and see how we can partner with you uh, as you walk this journey called life. And we want to be able to walk alongside with you. Uh, so if you haven't done that, please fill out that connection card and uh, we'll get in touch with you this week. If you're here in the building, there's some information on the seat back in front of you uh, where you can fill that card out as well. Um, but today is Father's Day. And how many of you guys have ever received this look of like, Dad, come on. How many of you ever given that look or how many of you ever received that look? Raise your hand. Okay, good. I, I feel less alone than I did in the first service. Nobody raised their hand in the first service. I was like, man, maybe, maybe my kids just think that I'm goofy. Uh, but uh, my son gives me that look sometimes. And most of the time it happened when I was growing up was when my dad would tell a corny dad joke. But my son here shares my love of corny dad jokes, and so he actually came up with some that he wants to share with you this morning. So go ahead and tell him that first joke. What do you call a dog that can't get shade? What do you call a dog that can't get shade? Drop it on, dude. Hot dog. <laughs> a hot dog. All right. Is it okay if I tell one? Yeah, okay, okay. It's cool, it's cool if I tell mine? Okay. He's like, see, that's the look I'm talking about. The look I'm talking about. Come on, Dad, you're being goofy. Okay, why couldn't the bike stand up on its own? It was too tired. <laughs> yes, I got, a, I got a dad joke lover right here in the front row. That's what I'm talking That's the kind of energy that feeds us, you know? All right, you tell, you tell your last joke. What do you call an alligator with a vest on? What do you call an alligator with a vest on? Drop it in the mic anyway so everyone can hear it. Investigator. Investigator. Nice. All right. See, Joel walked in too late. Joel, Joel is, a, is a dad joke lover for sure. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right. I better take this mic. <laughs> He's getting comfortable now, okay? All right. Go ahead. Have a seat on the front row, bud. Hey, uh, yeah, give it up for Cage. Thank you, buddy. Uh, this morning, we have the privilege of actually hearing from uh, Pastor Ray and Pastor Randy. They're actually going to talk together about the story of the prodigal son and bring an interesting perspective uh, that I think will make us think and really reflect on uh, the voice of not only the father, but the voice that, uh, that's inside and the voice of the believer. So this is our last week in our series called Voices. So let's go ahead and get started. Man, you got to turn it on, you know? Check one, two. Good morning, Bethel. 
How are you guys doing? Good to see you guys. Happy Father's Day. I know today could be a challenging day for uh, for dads or all of us that have all of us have been influenced by our dads one way or the other whether you have a good relationship or a bad one with your dad uh, one thing in my own personal uh, journey I uh, had cancer when I was 14 and one of the consequences of ch cancer chemo radiation all that was uh, infertility and so when I got married to Christy we didn't know that I was infertile and we went on this journey and um, found out a couple years later that uh, with a with a with a letter in the mail it wasn't even like a really nice doctor he just sent us a letter and said uh, yeah, you're infertile. I was like, sweet. And so anyway, one of the journeys that Christy and I have been on, we have, uh, we were blessed with two children, a girl and a boy. And because of this infertility, we got to experience adoption. And uh, what a blessing that's been for, for us. Um, I'm still in the stage of, of young kids. I got an adolescent, a teenager. Uh, those of you that have teenagers know what I'm talking about. Um, sometimes we look at our kids and we're like, man, I wish you were two again. And then we're like, no, 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 no. We don't wish you were to. We, we enjoy this stage of life right now. So whatever your stage is or whatever your relationship is with your, with your father, I pray that today you can feel some, feel some comfort and, and hear about the father that actually loves you because of that relationship. A lot of us um, have, like I said, a good or a bad relationship with our dads. Uh, today I get to uh, share with my dad. My dad's going to come up and, and actually share the message with me, and I'm, I'm excited about that. We started Voices um, on Mother's Day, and so we talked about Mother's Voice, and then today we're going to end it on Father's Day. It's been a, a wonderful series. If you haven't uh, been able to be here for all of them, you can go to our YouTube channel or you can go to our Facebook page and you can track back uh, the messages on voices. And uh, but before we jump into that, I've got a few things I want to remind you about and at least tell you about. They're going to be here on the screen. Uh, the first one is coming up the 4th of July. It's Fam Jam. And Fam Jam is our chance to hang out as a church family. We have no services here in the building that day, but we're all going to meet at 4901 North Bryant. It's up in Edmond, and it's at 10 o'clock. We want to invite you to come. If you go to our website, mybethel.cc, if you click on the events tab, you can sign up there. Let us know you're coming so we can have a, have a decent count. Uh, whether you sign up or not, please come because we want to enjoy this time with you but if you'll bring lawn chairs and lawn games there's plenty of space out there it's real green and beautiful with some oak trees there's a pond you can fish in so bring your fishing poles uh, there's some paddle bolts, uh, boats and it'll be a great time we're gonna hang out together 10 o'clock on July 5th but let us know you're coming if you'll go to the website and sign up uh, let, let us know that you're coming next thing is what's that July 4th. July 4th what did I say oh man so don't listen to me July 4th if you come the 5th I mean I guess you can go but Okay. What? I took your mic. Okay, I have her microphone today, so she can't correct me. Um, it's the voice of my wife in my ear, you know. Um, so the next one is Summer Fun Days. Summer Fun Days starts June 30th, okay? This is a Wednesday, starting June 30th, every Wednesday for the next five Wednesdays in July. We're going to talk through, we're going to hang out with the kids on Summer Fun Days, 9 to 1130. It's a blast every year. We have a great time. There's already a bunch of kids signed up. If you go to our website, you can sign your kids up, 5 to 12 years old, and we're going to hang out with them. This is called Fear Stompers. You can see some advertising there at the kids' check-in. But Summer Fun Days also needs help. And so if you're interested in serving on the Summer Fun Day team, go to our website, mybuffer.cc. If you click on the Events tab, you can sign up to have your kids come, and you can also sign up as a volunteer. Uh, that'd be awesome to help us there. Um, also, Bethel University, Bethel U, this is the last thing that I want to mention, is starts June 30th as well. This is an evening course, and we're going to have five weeks where we're going to talk about how to read the Bible. How do we dig into God's Word? How do we investigate God's Word? What's the proper way? We have a Bible translator here in our church um, that understands Greek, understands the, the Hebrew, and he's actually going to help 
help us with a, a Bible study. And so five weeks, intro to Bible study. It's going to be a great time. But if you'll go to our website, you can also sign up, let us know you're coming. Wednesday night, starting June 30th, okay? So I encourage everyone to come. There's space for everyone. Uh, and then we're also working on our kids' um, activity as well that night uh, for kids that are 5 to 12. So we'll, we'll let you know as that comes up. Um, I want you to watch this video, and I'll tell you about July 25th. All right, our students just got back from youth camp. Uh, we've had two camps this summer already, and on July 25th, we're going to let the students take over the service. Uh, we're going to have a, a message that goes along with our series, Acceptable Lies, which starts next week, and the students are also going to help us with worship, and they're going to help us with our announcements, and And uh, Cage was just the intro. The Now the students are going to take over uh, on July 25th, so get ready for that as the, as the weeks come. Uh, July 25th, student takeover, and we're going to be talking about Acceptable Lies. Hey, Dad, why don't you come up? Uh, Dad's going to come. If you don't know my dad, this is Randy. Um, he, uh, I've known him for 44 years. He's known me longer than I've known him. That's, it, that's right? true. That's true. So uh, he's been a massive influence in my life, as you guys can imagine. Uh, we've had good and bad times together. But this series, Voices, is talking about the people that we allow to kind of have a seat on our shoulders. Okay, yeah. People that have been influential in our lives that speak into our ear even when they're not here. Okay, So all of us have voices that we hear. I'm not talking about like... I hear voices and I see dead people. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about just the influences that when we're making decisions speak to us to make those decisions. And so along the way, we've talked about our mothers and we've talked about our coworkers and talked about our uh, parents that have kind of a, a seat on our shoulder, so to speak, and that seat at the table. And then we also have talked about just culture. And then last week, we talked about the loudest voice in our ears, which is our own voice. And so we're going to dig in today about the voice of a believer. Yeah, exactly. Happy Father's Day. Yes, you too. Yeah, Thanks, Dad. That's just, I haven't even told you that today, so sorry. I, I know. Man, I, Let's see. It's uh, 11.20. It's, the day's not over yet. So happy so, Father's Day. Well, thanks. And <laughs> it's awesome to be with your son and uh, preaching. Uh, we did this in Costa Rica a few times, and yeah. it's always great to hang out together. Hey, the last time, totally yeah. side note, I didn't tell anybody else. It was a bonus, extra. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, the last time we spoke together, when was I, it was in Costa Rica, and I found out that day I had celiac disease. Whoa. It was a miserable experience, I'll tell you. It was 11 years ago, so oh. it wasn't about the co-teaching. It was just that. Oh, man. So it was, was a bad, it was a bad experience. Was like, bad anyway, experience. For me, yeah. Oh, man. But it changed my That's life. A, well, they changed my life. Well, <laughs> it changed his life. <laughs> and, you know, he's talking about voices. And last week, he talked about the, the, the loudest voice. There, there's a voice that you didn't mention, and it's not part of the series. It's the voice of your kids. <laughs> and... Uh, I don't know if you Dad, hear can the I voice. Have that? Dad, yeah, exactly. Uh, We're almost there. Yeah, we had this thing, you know, and we've done this with our grandkids too. You know, are, are we almost there? And mm -hmm. our and our answer was twenty more minutes. It didn't matter Always if it was like it, it was it was three or four hours. Twenty more minutes. 
We did this with our, our kids' camp the other day. We were going to <laughs> Texas. And, are we almost there? How, how much more time? 20 more minutes. Because uh, you hear those voices, and, and I'm glad that you're hearing those voices too, you know, because you reap what you sow, that right? Fits, that that's fits a, perfectly yeah. in Oklahoma, though. You yeah. ask someone how far things are, they say 20 minutes. 20 minutes, yeah. It's always 20 minutes. <laughs> how far away is that? Oh, 20 minutes. Yeah, 20 minutes. Yeah, that's, uh, we, <laughs> Let's have a seat. We're going to dig into Luke chapter 15. Um, and we're going to talk about a familiar story, the, the story of the prodigal son. But we want to highlight along the way the voice of the believer because we've been talking through this series about the voices that have a seat at our table. But the fact is, and the, and the truth is, as we, we go through life, especially fathers, mothers, people that have any kind of relationship whatsoever, you are also going to have a seat at other people's table. And so what right. are they hearing from you when they think about you or what influence have you given them? Uh, but we're going to jump right in. Uh, we're going to read through the passage there in Luke chapter 15 and we're going to start in verse 1 and we're going to go all the way to the end and so uh, let's we're going to go back and forth kind of tell you some stuff that we've learned and things that we've walked through right. I want to pray before we jump in and uh, I want to pray that God would let God his word speak to us and that uh, we would hear the voice and be the voice of the believer let's pray God this morning as we just calm ourselves and center ourselves around your word I pray that you would speak and that you would God uh, show us what you want us to see God, that today as we walk through the passage and the things you've done in my heart and the things you've done in my dad's heart, God, I pray that would be expressed and that you'd be honored and glorified. Help us to set aside distractions and let us focus on you. We love you. Uh, thank you for being our father and adopting Amen. us into your family. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's start there in verse 1. Ready. Uh, Luke 15 and verse number 1, and uh, we'll read uh, verse number 2 too. It says, Tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. This made the Pharisees and the uh, teachers of religious law complain uh, that he was associating with such sinful people, even eating with them. So if you've read scripture at all or, or heard, heard uh, the scripture spoken, everything that Jesus did was different than what people expected him to yeah. do. So he loved hanging out with marginalized people. He loved hanging out with people that were kind of on the fringe of society. They were actually attracted to him. He hung out with prostitutes and the worst of the worst tax collectors. And he hung out with notorious sinners, as it says here. But there's also another element of people that loved coming to hear Jesus, which was the religious leaders. So yep. they came also listening to Jesus speak because they were, they were interested in, in, in wondering, is he the Messiah? Is he the one that we've been waiting for? And, and I think, Ray, they, they were coming to listen to him because their, their take on the Messiah, uh, they had not gotten the message of the Scripture. Even though they had had the Scripture and they studied the Scripture, they were looking for somebody that was going to, I think, liberate them or free them from Roman tyranny. And uh, so they were looking for more of, I think, more of a political guy. And, uh, and I think it really shook them up that, that, that he didn't come to them first because they were the ones that were supposed to be the authorities mm -hmm. and they hung around with, uh, with all these uh, marginal people as you said these these mm -hmm. sinners and you, you said that it kind of strikes me I wonder if Jesus would come to our church if he was here today Whoa. I wonder if he would show up I would hope so else. hey we have donuts <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Donuts and the best coffee, right? Yeah, okay. absolutely. <laughs> so he, so they were expecting a physical freedom, and he wanted to free yeah. something else. He wanted to free their hearts from the oppression. That's exactly and I, right. And I kind of think about this: the Romans was the, were, were the world power of that day. Yep. And what would have looked like for Jesus to overthrow the Romans at that time instead of fulfilling 
the, the, the heart issue that he did? But, you know, that's a good question. And, you know, there, we always can say these, what if this happened? But, but, you know, God takes even those situations, and he allowed the Romans to, to take power. And he even talks about over in Daniel, if you study the, you know, prophecy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that he allowed that because he was coming to build a different kingdom. But he used the Romans, I mean, all their infrastructure and everything, uh, to bring the gospel even here to Yukon, Oklahoma, to the, uh, to the Americas. He used that Roman uh, machine uh, to get the job done. So, but he came for a different reason. He came to free our hearts and give us freedom from that sin and a hope for eternity. Wow. And looking, not part of this message, but looking to the future, he's promised to set up his kingdom, yeah. um, and he will ru- rule and reign. Yeah, and we're looking be forward awesome. to that day. Yep. Let's, let's look at verse 3. Um, it says, so Jesus told them this story. Every time Jesus began to speak <clears throat> to the people, he spoke in stories that people could understand. And so um, the, the sinners were there, the, the religious leaders were there. And so he told them the story. He said, if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what, would he, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. When we see this first story that Jesus tells in a story of three, he's telling three stories. In this first one, we see the lost sheep, and this represents a sinner. This represents someone that was far from God. And Jesus says that there's, just like this lost sheep, there is rejoicing when one sinner or one lost person and that's something we don't like to admit, right? Being lost. Yeah. Um, oh. Guys, especially, you know, we're never lost, right? Ever, ever, ever. <laughs> we're never um, lost. You never admit that. Right? No, no, no. I mean, no. driving down the road, hey, babe, how are you doing? Oh, no. great. Everything's good. Everything's yeah. good. Right on, right on our corner. 20 <laughs> minutes, 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, your grandfather, who's in heaven now, uh, great guy. And he always, he always used to tell me, Randy, you're never going to be lost if you have a full tank of gas. Oh. And, uh, Good advice. And so so that, that is true. If you got gas, you're never lost. And that was so, before uh, smartphones. So oh, now yeah, it's really absolutely. Easy absolutely. Lost, right? Yeah, we had those maps, you know, you could, yeah. yeah. Crazy. All right. Yeah. So, lost sinners, now let's hear the, the next story. In verse number eight, it says, Or suppose a woman had ten coins and loses one. Wouldn't she light a lamp and sweep the entire house and search carefully until she finds it? And, and when she finds it, she will call in her friends and neighbors and said, Rejoice with me because I found my lost coin. In the same way, there is joy in the presence of God's angels and when even one sinner repents. So he's following this method and he's teaching about lost things and he's yeah. talking to the crowd, the sinners, but he's also talking to religious leaders and he's talking about these lost things and it's interesting the things that he chose. He chose yeah. the sheep. Now in Jewish culture of that day, it's sheep were extremely important because they were part of the sacrificial system. They would take sheep and they would slaughter sheep. So, so one sheep that would be lost is a, is a huge mess up to their religious system. Yeah. And so he was speaking about their religious system with the sheep. And then the coin was the monetary, the financial. He was talking about the socioeconomic system, yep. kind of the, the setting up. And unfortunately, a lot of religious leaders, especially in that day, were burdening people with economic pressure. 
And so right. the, the tax collectors were taking money from people, but also the religious people were charging people for religious practice. And so Jesus Crazy. spoke to the sheep, the sacrificial system. He spoke to the coin, which is the uh, monetary system. And then he also, the next story, which is the prodigal son, he talks about the, the brother or the, the social system, kind of the relational system of right. the day. And he spoke to the exact heart of the matter. Yep. And, he was, and he was talking specifically to, these, um, to the crowd, but <laughs> there was also like a kind of like an indirect comment to the other ones that were listening, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, those religious guys out there, and you see it through Scripture, through the, uh, through the, the Gospels, that every once in a while the religious people were sitting there and they were listening and listening <laughs> and listening, and then all of a sudden, they, I, I think they, it, it, in their minds, they, they said, are you, are you talking to me? Yeah. And, uh, and, and they got it. He's talking to us. And, and he's pointing his, his finger at us. And, right. and I wonder what point in this, these three stories that they think, uh, hey, you know, that's the guy. That I'm, I, we're the one. We're the machine that he's talking about. Well, I think it took three stories to get him to actually wake up. Well, we'll some of us are kind of slow. Right, you know, right, so. right. That's us, too. You know, we, it takes a little yeah. bit to uh, catch up. Yeah. We have to hear things a few times, right? Yeah. Right. Um, I, I've sat in services before listening to preachers, and maybe you've done this too, and, and you're sitting there and you're listening and you're engaged, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I think he read my, my mail. He read my email. <laughs> like he, exactly. He's talking to me. There's something happening here, and how does he know? And that's just the way God works. And these religious guys yeah. were looking for the Messiah. They were looking for someone to, to rescue them. They went to hear this guy and heard some interesting stories, and they're all of a sudden like, uh... Are you yeah. talking to me? Are you talking about me? And that's <laughs> exactly. what it is. So he's, in exactly. each story, there's four components that we see, and there's an exception in the last one. So yeah, exactly. You, you, you see in all three of these stories that there's love that's involved there, and, and there's some searching. There's some, there's some activity there, some searching. There's also uh, some finding. And, uh, and then as, as you find, you see these stories, there's some rejoicing. Every one of these stories ends with some rejoicing, some joy that takes place. And so if you, if you lose something and you find it, you, you're happy about finding it, oh, yeah. and you, you call your spouse or you call your friends and say, hey, I found this thing. There's one exception in the story, and this is the next one that Jesus is yeah. going to tell us. And see if you can see any exceptions to the other two to this last story that we're going to read there starting in verse 11. Yeah, let's look at verse number 11. To illustrate the, fur, uh, the point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed and divided his wealth between his sons. And, uh, you know, I have three sons, and I've never had this scenario in, uh, in, in raising my kids and, and being with my sons. I, now, we did a lot of things, and, I, and I'm glad that all the different experiences, we got a lot of memories, a lot of great things, a lot of tough things that we've gone through. But I've never had my sons come and say, hey, Dad, I wanna, we want to divide up all your stuff. And, uh, and we want to do it while you're alive, and uh, we're going to divide up the state, your estate. And uh, if they did that today, I'd say, okay, here's 20 bucks for each one of you guys. <laughs> and, and, you know, are you going to fight over this pocket knife or this pair of shoes? And, and, you know, shoes and, don't fit me, so yeah, Well, work. that's, yeah, yeah. There, there's one son that they'll, they'll that's fit. That's true. And he'll probably take all the clothes and stuff, <laughs> so you guys have to fight over the other stuff. But, but that's never happened to me. So this is, this is a unique story, but it, 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 it drives home a point, I think, right? Yeah. The only parallel is I remember when I was about 15, oh. um, I... I pinned you on the ground, and I defeated Superman. Well, yeah, that, and that's, that messed yeah, me up. Yeah, well, it messed so me up, too. So now I've got to, like, work out because my son Oh, yeah, it's coming. It, it's, 
He, is, he jumps on your back. I've seen him. Wait until he's like 15, 16. He jumps on your back and you collapse on the floor. And it's I'm already like, happening right now. I'm like, don't catch me by surprise, dude. I want to see that. And I'm going to say, yes, reap what you sow. I know. That's terrible. I keep telling Max, Max, you're going to care for me when I'm old. Come on. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I let's tell you all at, the time. Let's look at verse 13. Uh, it says, a few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. Um, interesting, this passage doesn't talk a whole lot about what he did. Uh, we learn, learn more later, but a few days after he got all his stuff, all his inheritance, he just went off and he, and he spent it all. He wasted it all. Verse 14, it says, About that time, about the time his money ran out, a, a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. And he persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. And so if you know anything about Jewish culture, and we'll just tell you right now, the sheep were sacrificial, but the pigs were the worst of the worst. It was the terrible uh, part. Anybody that was a pig farmer that owned pigs just were people that were far from what was right and filthy. And, and this, man, this boy, this son, found himself in a pig pen. He found yeah. himself stealing food from a pig, stealing what a pig would eat. And, and you've been around pigs. I've been around pigs. They're awful. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they stink. After a while, they kind of begin to smell like uh, it's kind of sour. You know, no, it's, it's bad. I don't know how something that smells that bad can taste that good when you're... Bacon. Bacon, <laughs> exactly. I, I don't know. But verse number 17, it goes on and says, And when he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, At home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I'm dying of hunger. I will go to my, uh, my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both you and, and heaven, and I am no wor uh, longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me as a hired servant. He came to his senses. He kind of kind of woke up. And I don't know if he had one of those pods. And I don't know what, you know, they call them pods. <laughs> pod Maybe it was a gross. gourd. What yeah. is that pod sounds gross. I, mean, I know I it's gross. And they, I don't know. A pod, I mean, that's kind of nasty. But it might have been a gourd or, or I don't know what it was. But it was something that pigs like. He had it in his <laughs> hand. Maybe he was looking at this thing and saying, you know, I can't believe I'm here in this pig pen with all this stuff around me. And he came to his senses and began to think about what he was, what he was, was doing. And we had, they had that conversation, as you said last week in the message, about listen that voice, that loud voice. He was talking to himself. And, and I can imagine maybe he was talking to, to Miss Piggy there and uh, <laughs> saying, you know, I, Wilbur. Yeah, you know, Wilbur, yeah, Wilbur or Babe or I don't know. I mean, I, did they name their pigs back then? I, I don't know. know. And, uh, but he was talking to maybe that pig and talking out loud to himself, and he had this conversation. You know, my father's house, there are people there that just work for him that are, have enough food to spare, and uh, I need to go home. Here I am in the pig pen. Yeah, here I am in the he pig pen. He had a conversation with himself, and you can see the dialogue here, and I think this, this dialogue was a little bit off. He, he was yeah. hearing voices, and his own voice was rehearsing something to himself that he assumed his dad yeah. would say. Like he was projecting his insecurity onto his dad. He, he had this voice of his father say, okay, my dad probably will take me back, but he's probably going to make me a servant, and so I'm just yeah. going to throw myself at his mercy. And I, I think the coming to his senses, he had a moment of repentance. He yeah, had a I moment so. of awareness that I just need to get home. I need to get to my dad's house. 
And yet the conversation he had wasn't based in truth. It no. wasn't even based in the truth of the Father's love for him. Exactly. Yeah, he, had, he was pointing in the right direction, and he had some repentance, but I think he wanted to do penance mm. in a, to make it right and to, to gain favor with his Father again. Interesting. I, okay, so penance, repentance. There's repentance involved, but the penance was already done on the cross. That's exactly. the gospel. This is exactly. kind of what Jesus did. He came and took our place. He came and took all the garbage in our lives. And when we try to pay God back for what he did on the cross, we're going to be running in circles and overburdened. That's exactly uh, we right. may tell ourselves that to be a child of God, I've got to turn and run to him, but then I've got to do all this stuff. Like, hey, God, wait a minute. Let me clean myself up. Let me get myself right. Let me organize some things in my spiritual life, and then I'll come to the Father. That's really not the voice of no, truth. No. And that's not what the son did. No. Yeah, you don't find him, Ray, uh, cleaning himself up. We don't see in Scripture here that he went and took a bath and changed his clothes and, and, and got a, a, a reformed himself, and, and he didn't go through a 12-step program or, mm. or, 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 or have a checklist. Uh, he, he just, he just uh, needed to go. He says, simply said, I need to go to the Father, and, th and that's, that's where we need to go. And I, I think, interestingly enough, the voices he was hearing, he might have got some mixed signals. He might have been listening to, oh, I need to go home, but i got to do this. He was listening yeah. to the different voices, but the bottom line is he understood that I needed to get back to the Father. That's right. I need to get back to my Father because there I'm going to be treated well, even as a servant. That's right. Now, let's look at verse 20. It says, so he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming hmm. and filled with condemnation and judgment. He I ran I to his son. That. I don't see no, no, that. He said, filled with love uh, okay. and compassion. So no judgment, no condemnation. He uh, ran to his son, he embraced him, and he kissed him. Now this is a guy that smells like a pig pen. His son said, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. So, so he was already telling himself, and actually he spit out the narrative to the father. He told him what he was already rehearsing in his mind. He had, it, he had a long road to be able to work it out. And when he got there, he just said the first thing. He says, hey, I've sinned, and I'm not worthy. Let me become a servant. Then it says this, but his father said to the servants, quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring on his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf that was being, has been fat, we've been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast. Yeah. For the son of mine was dead and now has returned to life. He was lost, but now is found. And then it says, so the party <laughs> began. Yeah, party time. It's awesome. And it's yeah. like, okay, so the parallel of the three stories is you have a lost thing that is found and then a celebration after the embracing of this object that was found. And so we could talk about a lot in the stories. Yeah. And actually, as we were going through this, we were of kind of stuff. debating on, okay, we need to talk about the father. We need to talk about the son coming back. We need to talk about the sin that we're in. But all we want to highlight is just the embracing of the father, the embracing of the father of the son that walked away, and then the celebration of the return of the son. What we want to do is we want to actually go further in the story, and let's go to the next part of the story. And this is where the pivotal moment happens, where Jesus is talking to the crowd, and he turns it to the religious leaders. Yeah. In verse 25, it says, Meanwhile, the older son was in the field, fields working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house. And he asked one of the servants what was going on. And your brother is back, he was told. And your father has killed the fatted calf. And we are celebrating because of his safe return. The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came and begged him, but he replied, 
All these years I have slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to do. And all that time you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet when this son of yours comes back after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fatted calf. And uh, growing up, and, and, uh, as, and Ray remembers this barely, there used to be a guy named uh, Paul Harvey. He used to do uh, news commentary. And, and he would say, and now for the rest of the story, or, or here's the rest of the story. Yes, and, I remember uh, in the car yeah, many times. Yeah, exactly. Turned up and, and, and now the rest of the story. Exactly. And this is the rest of the story. Uh, the rest of the story is, 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 is while uh, the father is celebrating and, and, and is, doing, uh, is celebrating the lost son and there's parties going on. you got the older brother that's out busy doing good and, uh, and doing what's right and maybe doing what the religious leaders maybe were doing. Yeah. Busy yeah. doing good and missed the celebration. Yeah, of the missed the celebration. Yep. I, it's interesting that he never went looking for the brother. So, so notice the other wow. stories. You have the sheep that had someone went and searched for the sheep. Yep. You have the coin, and the lady went and searched for the coin. And you have the brother, the lost brother, and no one went to look for him. Yeah. No one went to search for him. He actually stood before his father, and he's like, hey, here's my spiritual resume. I've been slaving all these years. I've been doing what you told me to do. I never said no. I've denied myself. He was playing a martyr, and he had, like, this resentment and this bitterness in his heart. And Jesus was actually highlighting to the crowd, to the religious leaders, that what's in your heart will eventually come out. And he was trying to call the religious leaders to wake up and say, you know what? There's these lost people that we're celebrating that are coming to repentance. And then there's you that are religious leaders doing good, and you've missed the celebration. Exactly. Uh, it, 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 this, this older brother could have gone and looked for his brother. He could have been searching. He could have been uh, caring about his brother. He could have been embracing. could have been calling him home. could have been celebrating. And just like the re religious leaders, and, and they had seen people healed. They would seen people brought back to death. They would seen lepers healed. And, and all they could do was criticize what Jesus was doing. They weren't rejoicing over these lost people, these sinners, these notorious people coming to, coming to the Savior. How, how in the world did his brother know what he was up to. <laughs> like, like, it's interesting because the story doesn't tell yeah. us, but it says that the brother said, this son of yours has been off squandering his money on prostitutes. Yeah. And it's like, how did, I mean, how did he know that? There must have been some kind of search or some kind of like, he was tracking him on Instagram or Snapchat or <laughs> following him on YouTube, like, <laughs> hey, hanging out yeah. with the pigs. Or I don't know, there was something. Yeah. He knew where this brother was. Somehow he had found him, and all he could do was come back and compare his life yeah. to his brother's life and saying, I'm better because I'm doing good and you're hanging out with the pigs. And that's what religion does, Ray. I mean, if you start comparing yourself, I'm not as bad, I'm not as, you know, I'm not doing those things, oh, you're, you're digging a big hole and, yeah. and you're stepping away from the truth. So in case we don't miss the point, Jesus is telling the story to the religious leaders and he is saying the lost things need to be found and celebrated. Yeah. But then he also is saying that the good ones, the religious leaders, those yeah. that have been doing good, also need to be brought in and celebrated. Look what he says in verse 31. He says, his father said to him, look, dear son. So he didn't chastise him. He wasn't even judging yeah. him. He just said, you have always stayed with me and everything that I have is yours. So he said, everything here is yours. You've been doing good. He says, we had to celebrate this happy day for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he is found. 
And it, so he didn't yell at him, amazing. just like he didn't yell to the first son, no. or the younger son. Yeah. He actually embraced him as well. Yeah, what were the two things, that love and that compassion? Yeah. And you can see that with the lost son coming back, the, the pig boy coming back. Right. And, uh, but you got the guy that stayed there by the stuff, and he was doing what was right. He also had compassion for that older brother, that, that older son of his. And he said, listen, he said, I see you. I, I know what you've been doing. You've, you've, been, you've been here with me this whole time, and everything I have is yours, and, uh, and you belong to me just like this brother of yours that's come back. And isn't that like our Heavenly Father? I it mean, is. it's just a, and amazing. I, maybe, maybe you're sitting here and you need to hear this because you've been busy doing good. You've been trying to work this stuff out to serve God, serve others, serve your family. And you've been busy doing good, and you compare yourself to others. It's like, I'm way better than this person. But actually, Jesus says, you know mm -hmm. what? The Father sees them both. Yeah. And the Father draws them both in. Because there's this thing about doing good that becomes a religious burden. And Jesus was reaching out to these, these religious leaders, and he goes, hey, guys, these guys are running around doing what they want to do, but you guys think you're right, even though you are lost as well. Exactly I want to bring you in the compassion. So, you know, I, I, I kind of think about this in our church. And I, we've, we've talked about our church. Yeah. We, we love being a part of this church oh, family. Yeah. It's been awesome. But what do people hear? What, what voice do they hear when they think of us as the church? What, what do people in our community hear? Do they hear us elevating a politician or a person or elevating a religious system? Do they hear us judging people around us? Or they, do they hear a voice of welcome for those that are laboring yeah. and those that are lost? Do we celebrate the redemption of the people that have yeah. lost around us? You know, we actually are at a place at Bethel where I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have a hard trouble remembering every, everybody's name. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's new people that come in every week, and it's kind of like you get overwhelmed, and you're like, ah, things are changing so fast. I don't know how this is going to work. And we end up saying, well, I'm busy doing work here. What's up with all this celebration with the lost that are found? Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and, and it is exciting. We have some visitors here today yeah. at, at Bethel. And it's always fun to see new people come in. But as, as Bethelites, I guess that we could use that word, and, yeah. uh, and uh, people here, here at Bethel, who do we identify with? You know, Scripture always brings us in. And it, it, it speaks to our heart, and, it, and it's something that, that helps us grow and, and helps us get rid of some things. But I mean, in this story, in these, these stories, who do we identify, especially this last one? Do we identify with the Father? Do we have that love and compassion? Do we identify maybe with the lost son? You're trying to make up for lost uh, you know, ground or making up excuses. Well, you know, I need to go back and I need to do penance or I need to do this. Or do you, uh, 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 or with the celebrating servants, are you saying, yeah, let's, let's, let's party. We got these new people we're excited about. Or, or maybe you are celebrating with the older brother. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and you know, saying, well, you know, it's just kind of getting crowded in here. What about and, the pigs? Oh. Maybe you identify with the pig. <laughs> Maybe you're the pig man. Wilbur. Maybe so. I don't my, know. my thing is through this, okay, so which one are you in the story? Because we all yeah. can identify, put ourselves in that Absolutely. place. But it's like, which one? Am I excited about change? Am I excited about redemption? Yep. And am I, am I excited about a burden being lifted? Or am I kind of like, you know, when I was a kid, I grew up with my grandpa watching a TV show. Where everybody knows your name. Da, 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 da. That's, that's, Isn't that what we're supposed to do? No, here? We, we don't talk about a bar. This is church, right? Rain <laughs> it back, pull it back. Well, I think if you, you watch that if you know the show that I'm talking about. 
there's these char- thank you. There's these characters yeah. that you got to know, and they knew each other's names. But there was always someone in the background. There was always people that you I guess never has knew to do with rejoicing. It's rejoicing. Cheer- yes. Cheers. Cheers. Yes. Yeah, awesome. Okay. I'm sorry. You just promoted something. Oh, never mind. Well, I know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Go back. To back on track. Yeah. Back, yeah, on, back track. on track. Sorry. Um, so we think that we need to be where everybody knows our name. And and here's the the fact is that Jesus knows you and he sees you, and whether you're out running away and lost, he sees you and he's welcoming you back. Or whether you're right here doing the good work and being right, he welcomes you. And he says, hey, come to me, all of you who are burdened and heavy laden. And this is talking about the religious system we lived in. Maybe those of you that are chasing money and chasing wealth, that's the socioeconomic system we're in. And then maybe those that are just comparing ourselves with one another. Jesus is calling us in and he sees us all, and he welcomes, welcomes us all into our family. And really what he's saying is there's room for you at my table. Yeah, come to the Father. Come to the Father. Let's pray. God, we are grateful for all that you've done. We're grateful for you being a good father, you being an example of what a father um, could be and what a father should be. And all in our imperfections as fathers, our imperfection as as children, God, and, and us in our experiences, God, I I thank you so much for the example of the Father who loves and ran after us and chased us down no matter where we were, drowning in a religious system, drowning in our own sin, drowning in our own circumstances, and even in our own voices. You show up, and you draw us in, you call us in. Uh, Jesus, we are so thankful for that day that you obeyed the Father and came into our mess, into our pig pen. And God, you just loved us right where we were. And just like we see the example in this story that the the father embraced the son that was just in the pig pen, the father also turns and embraces that religious leader, the the person that's doing good, the person that has good morals and good ethics and saying, hey, it's okay, everything I have is yours. Thank you for being the God of both, the God of all. There's room for all. Jesus, this morning, I know there's many that are here that are, have conflicts in their minds about their own relationship with their fathers, maybe their relationship with their kids. And God, I pray that today there would be a, a spiritual transformation, a move of the spirit that would change our hearts towards you and draw us in. God, as we sing and worship together about your love and about how we can just turn and run, there's no more hiding. God, I pray that today that someone would step from death into life, that someone would listen to the call of the father and say, yes, come to their senses and come back. And possibly doing good, turn to the Father in total love for all that he's done for us. Jesus, we love you, we thank you, and we worship you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. That is good news, right? It is finished. You guys can have a quick seat. Um, Let's not forget that good news today. Man, this sermon, there's a part in it that's really hard for me because my personality, I'm a rule follower, and I'm like, everybody's got to follow the rules. If you want the prize, you got to do what's right. And so when when I'm reminded of the story, it's like, oh, but he didn't do what was right, and he still (laughs) got the reward. But then what the story reminds us is that, no, you just come, that I came, and I smelled like a pig, and I was a mess, and I had everything messed up. And, and the father just took me in and said, okay, come on. Come on with your stinky stuff, and we'll just clean you as we go. And I'm going to be here with you, and as we go, I'm going to help you, and I'm going to do this. We're going to do it together. 
And so that's me. My responsibility is like, okay, that's what I want to do. I want to be like, come on, wherever you're at, yeah. it doesn't matter. Bring your mess. Let's do it together. We'll walk through it together. And so that's what I'm leaving with today is like, okay, yes, I, he should have followed the rules. He should have done right, of course. But we all should have, right? And we yeah. all mess up. Well, and we, we all are, are good in our own way. I mean, we all have things to share, things to give. And I think if we don't watch it, we'll get wrapped up in the good things we do. Right. And then we'll pursue goodness and rightness instead of the father. Right. And I think that's the thing with the, the son. He was uh, the older brother. He was like off doing good and forgot to celebrate Well, and it's father. like you get those blinders on yeah. and you're so focused on all the good you're doing. You don't see the people around you who need you. Right, right. So, so yeah, good. that's great. Right. Thank you. Happy Father's Day. Yes, thank you. Um, it's been a gift to me to be able to watch you be a father. How special. It yes, is. Thank you. It's, I'm so glad that for so many years I wasn't sure if we were going to see We're a team. That. I'll tell you, it's, so. been, it's been a fun thing to do as a team. We, uh, we, we love our dads. We love our fathers. I think the thing about Father's Day that's interesting is it highlights maybe a relationship that we had with our father or right. with our dad or maybe the desire to have our own kids as a, as a mm -hmm. man. And uh, we love our kids, and we love that God brought them into our lives. And here at Bethel, we actually think our dads are all that. That's what we think. We dads are, our dads are all that. And a bag of chips. And a right? bag of chips. That's right. That's right. right. They're not just all that. They're all that in a bag of chips. And because of that, we want all the men to grab your bag of chips on the way out today as a These gift These are the best ones us. right here, the, the vinegar, salt and vinegar. Mm. I, I snagged them for you. Thanks, babe. That's I, I, so good. I snagged these just... I don't know how many of those there are, but that's a good one. But we want all you men, we thank you for, for being here with us. Here's, here's one of the things that I really enjoy about our church. I love a lot of aspects of our church, but our church has a lot of men, a lot of good mm -hmm. men. And uh, I'm really excited to do life with you guys and for you guys to be a part of this church family. Young men as you're growing up. I think one of our things here at Bethel's, we're like, okay, where's the young women? We need some young women around because we got these young men, mm -hmm. and we think men, dads, are all that and right. a bag of chips. So grab that on your way out. Next week, we start a series called Acceptable Lies. And so okay. um, come next week, we're going to start talking through lies that we actually, like, not just believe, but we actually affirm and approve. And so we all have them in our, in our lives like, hey, I come to church, so I'm a good person. You know what I'm saying? So we all say that, oh, you came to church, you're a good person. Well, so when I hear Acceptable Lies, it makes me think of, like, when I say, hey, honey, I like slaved over this healthy dinner for you that I found on <laughs> Pinterest. How does it taste? Oh, wait, amazing, amazing. Thank Is you that so an much. Acceptable you know. Yeah, that's, uh, like, does this that's called self preservation, though. That's not like. Okay, okay. That's like, I don't know if that's so an acceptable lie. So when your wife is lie. like, babe, does this outfit make me look good? You're just like, oh, yeah, babe. You just say, babe, you're amazing, you're beautiful. <laughs> no. <laughs> So acceptable lies, that will be starting next week. Yes. And so happy Father's Day. We're so glad that you guys were here today and that you took this time out of your day to be with us. Um, have a great week. And remember here at Bethel, we exist to love and lead one another to find and follow Love Jesus. you guys. Have a good one.